Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Strump Cast. We're on episode 193. Paulinho is on target again. But before we get into the game, let me introduce you to my only co-host today, the Triple H to Marshall Michaels, Richard. How are you doing today, man? I'm good. We are, we're like a two-man power trip today, just the two of us. Uh, everybody else has uh, prior engagements. I'm good. We're coming off another win, three out of three. Almost a massive weekend in Tokyo. I've had to fumble the bag a little bit with some uh, shenanigans, but uh, three points, three wins from three, we'll take it. It's a good start to the season as we uh, start, we're going to start getting into some trickier games soon. Yeah, most definitely. And make sure you follow uh, Danny there and also follow Chris there as well. And if you want to follow myself, feel free to do that as well. But most importantly, make sure you follow all things Alvalade. I was going to say to you, I think Danny and Chris, you know, we're against the Cow bogey team. I reckon they thought we're going to lose, so we're not going to show up. We're going to have some <laughs> engagements on Tuesday. I saw their so. prediction. That's not what their prediction said last week. But although Danny, Danny uh, smoked us all, he got the result. He got the one 0 win. Yeah, he and got the one 0 We all got yeah. points, I think, for a win, and then I got points for a goal scored. Yeah, I updated it this morning. I think it means that I'm bottom currently, which is. Quite it's it's all like by a point, like between each place though. Fantasy's uh, uh, we'll have to get into that after too. Fantasy's a different story. I've had to make some transfers this week. I mean, I did get the win and I got the goal scorer, so I think yes, know, all things considered, could be worse. But yeah, like yeah, so, we both we yeah. both got the win and the goal scorer, so we'll we'll take those. Yeah, most definitely. And yes, Lauren, I I bought the shirt on eBay. I, mine doesn't have the sponsor. Though. I don't want to show it because. This show is incredibly tight, and obviously, macro. That's the one thing about macro on shirts is you have to size. Like I'm usually a large. My average shirts, even for jerseys, I'm usually a large. Macro, you got to go up by two sizes. I got to go two XL for macro. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, this this is a large, and it, it fits. But like, I wouldn't wear it out in public just because yeah. of how tight fit it is. So yeah, there's uh, somewhere I'm like, I just can't. No, definitely. As much as I think the Macron kits are great, I think the sizing was 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 awful. I wish they had the Umbro size. Umbro sizes are like the most true to form sizes I've seen. They're so nice. Yeah. Oh, vintage. I, I think I, I got mine for like thirty off eBay. So I mean, I've I've had I've made a couple eBay purchases off shirts last year. So eBay's been a bit. Of, I made one off of Grail too. So. Yeah, I'm. I've I've told myself I'm not buying any more shirts until I get the eighteen nineteen home shirt. I'm like that is the last shirt I'm gonna buy. That's like a vintage. Yeah. One. If I I'm see gonna... it, I'll let you. If I see it, I'll let you know because that's one that I I regretted not getting it when it was out. And yeah. I happened to see it on uh, classic football shirts had it, and it was uh, when they were doing like one of those like twenty percent off everything sales. So I got a yeah for that shirt. It was so good. Oh, nice. But I'm I'm gonna buy like the new ones, obviously. But like in terms of fair, vintage fair. ones. Uh, I wanted, wanted to get like you know the Adidas ones from like ninety five, but they're so expensive, which is fair. They're, they're like sponsors. you're spending like three hundred dollars, like pounds. Like it's so they're so nice, but they are so pricey. That's one of those like you have to come into some money, win the lottery, get a big raise or something to want to like splurge kind of thing. Well, I'm just saying, I did buy two lottery tickets for today, so you know, seventy eight million could be mine. If so, yeah. this stream is going to end abruptly. Very today. abruptly. <laughs> But yeah, uh, without uh, going too too much further into uh, our tangents, let me get up the game. Sporting Familiar Cal, the one nil bogey team. I have Familiar Cal, so it's finally good to get a win. I know we beat them last year as well, and sort of that bogey team streak is sort of not existing anymore. But I would say this is definitely the hardest test we've had so far, and we yeah. we managed to pass it. 
Uh, to be fair, I think it was more that the scoreline doesn't reflect on how the actual game went, but we'll get on to that anyway. Uh, let me read out the lineup first. We've got Adan in goal, Diamande, Coates, Ignacio, Nuno Santos, Ricardo Esguio, Pujmalan, Morita, Paulinho with the goal, Pedro Gonzalez, and Jokerez off the bench came Jenny, which was, I mean, a, a FIFA Street cameo I've ever seen one. Like, yeah. <laughs> he was five star skills all over the place. Uh, Matthias Race, Trincao, and Braganza also. Came on, uh, Richard. Uh, since I guess it's you're the only one here by myself, what are, what is uh, your thoughts on this game? Uh, you know what? Like I, I first of all, I do think that we should have won. We could have and should have won by a bit more. There, shout out to the family Cal goalkeeper Louis Junior. He played phenomenal all game. Really kept them into it. Like there was a few chances, even towards the end of the game, where they could have and should have put it away. Uh, I thought we looked good. Like Paulinho had chances. Jokeras had chances. Um. Like, we were all over them for long stretches. They didn't really look all that threatening. They had, like, one shot on target. It was pretty harmless. Um, like you said, the scoreline really doesn't reflect the actual flow and kind of style of the game that was played. I mean, just looking at the for us and for them is, like, you know, should should have been a completely different result, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, as I said, like, they're, if you're looking for a man of the match on their side, it's Luis Jr. He was phenomenal. He made one or two saves I'm like how how and he's one of the goalies I said we should have tried to go after in the offseason I would have loved to go after him uh who's the goalie from Gilles Vicente he's pretty good too I forgot his name uh, and is it Andrew Andrew yes he's I, those were two two keepers where I'm like if we're gonna go after a keeper I and it's gonna have to be and they don't want to go outside of Portugal I'd be those two uh so he looked great I feel I feel like after this season he's poised to a move to Either a Braga, Benfica, Porto, even a Sporting potentially. He's got, he's got all the skill and makings to make it at a bigger club than Family Cal. Um, yeah, good game. I like I said, we had we had our chances. Could have could have won by more. Jokeres was all over the place. Just skills. Won the uh, free kick that actually ended up uh, leading to the Paulinho goal. Uh, Shared to Paulinho as well for getting the goal. I suppose uh, that's what. Five goals now he's got in the league. Four, I believe. Four, four in three games. Yes, four in three games. So he's uh, there's a fire uh, lit under Paulinho. Talks of a Celestial call up, which I wouldn't even argue. He's probably the most informed Portuguese striker right now. Because well, c- considering like Shaw Felix doesn't get picked, Gonzalo Guedes is still injured. Shaw Felix isn't a natural striker, and he's shit at striker, anyways. <laughs> yeah, obviously Ronaldo thinks he's shooting shoo- for a call up, of course. But like, I imagine, would- yeah. Maybe Beto, since he's made the move to Everton, I guess would be in more favour to get a call up. But I don't know if he's been on better form than Paulinho has. But no, I, I, I'm looking like Gonzalo Ramos hasn't. I mean, he'll probably be a lock to get called up. But if you're looking yeah. for a striker, I would absolutely think you're not wise to leave him behind. Like I would be taking Paulinho this window. You take you take the players when they're in their best form for national team football. It's a little different. So I think he's he's more than earned a call up. Uh, for this window, I think him and Gonzalo Ignacio probably should both be called up. Whether they'll play, whether they called up, and then whether they play, that's two different stories. But that's uh, that's my hill to die on the, on uh, this week. Yeah, fair enough. And yeah, uh, the games aren't being shown on uh, UK TV anymore. But um, I must stress this: my friend, and again, I must stress, my friend has a an IPTV from his Fire Stick. And I've heard of it. My my friend uh, recommends it, so uh, I recommend that or finding a really reliable, uh, legitimate streaming source on the internet. 
uh, to do yeah. that. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, like we gotta get into that at some point. You're like how it's impossible to watch a game outside of if you're not in Portugal. Yeah, because they got rid of the the French streaming rights, the Brazilian streaming rights. So it's literally just just Portugal. Canada, is, I know is Canada shame. is still Goal TV. I think yeah, I Canada and America, I'm pretty sure, share the same. Yeah, right, I think they were on football for a few years. Well, when I had football, they had them. Uh, but yeah, other than the one game a week on RTP, like if you live abroad, like you're not going to catch. And RTP won't show any Benfica home games, so that already no. eliminates a slate of games that you would want to watch. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's impossible. I feel bad for anybody anybody of any team that want that you want to follow, whether it's Sporting, Benfica, Porto, whoever. It's so it's impossible to watch a game if you're not in Portugal. I feel bad for the fans. Yeah, and it's it, it's annoying because obviously there's quite a lot of Portuguese immigrants that uh, migrate to, for example, England. Obviously, I know they're shot in Canada, but I think in in France as well, there's a huge Portuguese immigration, yeah, uh, Im- immigrated area there. So it's I think they're missing out on a trick. Even I don't I don't know what the, the viewing numbers were. Obviously, um, I don't claim to know a lot about that, but I don't I don't assume the BT Sports are now rebranded to TNT Sports because it got bought out. I don't I don't mm. understand why. They haven't got because, like, if you look at some of the programs on there, no disrespect, because everyone's like who's on like a sports channel is obviously an athlete, but there's like rowing, there's like boat racing, there's, it's there's the che- you know what it is, it's the stuff, stuff that's cheap to get TV rights for. Yeah, it's stuff I, that's I cheap. I, you can make I your money imagine back on Adirav. Couldn't imagine Liga Win would be or Liga Betley because it's no nasty. Not not in its business. current state. No, like it's definitely. a far, we're a farmers league for lack of a better term. Like we're not a phenomenal league. Like look at how most of our teams do in Europe and everything. Yeah. It's all they've done. All they're doing is hindering any chance of growth. They, they have though, if they're not going to sort this out, like that's the issue. Like yeah. it's not, it's not going to get better unless you actually make a point to put some effort to try to make it better. Yeah. And I don't know, to be honest, I don't know what the answer is. If it's like a, maybe a streaming service or, or something like that. But I've seen the way I know, obviously MLS is probably richer than league of, Beckley, oh, of God, course, yeah. but the way they've done it with like Apple TV is like you can watch any single MLS game, no matter where you are, as long as you pay no six ninety nine a month. Yeah, you can watch highlights as well. It's just something like that would be. And they cool, still, but... and you know, and they still have games on like broadcast television too, like for MLS. Yeah. So they still have simulcasts of like I know that uh, in Canada we have TSN's our main uh, one of two big sports broadcasters. They simulcast one or two MLS games a week usually with the Canadian teams, maybe one of, one of the other ones. And then I know in the States they have, I think, Fox uh, and Fox Sports show games. So they have it where it's still on – all your games are on a streaming service, but you're still getting like a couple games a week for the older fans or traditional fans who maybe don't want to use a streaming service or just to attract the casual fans who aren't paying for it, right? Which is yeah. what we should do, but – yeah, I'm. I'm just. If if you don't have the Jess makes a good point as well. Fernando did go to sport in the, the Yeah, if they had a call. star like that come over, you know that everybody would have flocked to it, right? To try to get the yeah, rights. most definitely. And but I, I will say, uh, and Jack makes a good point as well. But I will Jack say, makes an excellent point here. If if you don't have access, my friend recommends Firestick IPTV. Like they apparently work pretty well. Uh, I've I've heard some some positive reviews about it. I'm not advocating for you to do anything special. I'm just saying from what I've heard, the words on the streets and the streets yeah. don't forget uh, is that they're pretty handy. Yeah, everyone at All Things Avalad does not encourage you to do anything illegal. Does not. Never. So, yeah. Not even not even twice. 
but back to the topic at hand. I feel like this is going to be one where we just go on. We're going to ramble a bit today. We, we've we've done this with uh, the Juventus guys um, before, where we just yeah. went on tangents about like wrestling for like half an hour. Yeah, we'll, we'll, try, we'll try to keep it on topic this time. Back to back um, to this game. There's not too much. It's a slow week. There's not much news going on in sporting other than this game and a couple transfer rumors. But yeah, back to this game. Yeah, you wouldn't believe it's a transfer window with the amount of. I, mean, I know there's still some rumors going on, but there's not like anything uh, overly major. That's that's crazy. Uh, but most yeah. transfer business has been it's usually wrapped up by this point. It's like loose ends, really, at this point. Yeah, most definitely. But yeah, back to the game. Uh, I thought I thought we dominated for the, for the whole game, especially the first half. I thought we were in control in the driving seat most of the time. The finishing was poor from from all standards. There was some, like for example, even the second half that that Pot had the sort of the one on one with the great pass from from Jenny Katamo and then hit it straight at the keeper. And I do think Lewis Jr. was okay. For the first goal, I thought he should have come out and commanded his area, but obviously he didn't, which is good for us. Um, and then Dan didn't really have much to do, um, probably hence why he got the 5.6. I don't remember Familia Cajara's shot on target. They, they might have done, but... They had like, one, I think, and it was very tame. Yeah. I thought Hujmalund in his first game was fantastic. The way yeah. he acts... I feel like just acts like a captain. And that did mean like he kept going over to referees every sort of second. But I think obviously he was a captain at his old club and then transitioning into just another sort of squad player is going to be difficult when you're sort of used to having to, to go up to the referees as a captain uh, in Italy. I, I believe from what I've seen, to be fair, last year I didn't watch that many uh, Serie A games, but the captains do com- conduct themselves in like a, okay, I'll talk to the referee and you guys stay here. Very direct. They're very direct. That's what I noticed from him right away. He's very like, all right, like I'm involved and I'm going to say have my say kind of thing. Very direct kind of person. Yeah, most definitely. And uh, I will say last week um, I heard, obviously I wasn't in, you guys held it down as always, of course, but you made the, the comments about Coates and I think today, well, not today, uh, the game on Sunday, he stepped up and was fantastic, I thought. Very yes. good, very composed, very... He just felt like the quarters of old, and he was very composed. Definitely, him, him, and Diamonde, I thought were, were the best fans. It's not saying Nasser did anything bad, but I think Diamonde's passing range and his ability on the ball is, is second to none. The only thing I don't know like with Diamonde is feel like for his size, he doesn't win that many headers, and he's not really good in the air, which, yeah, which is that's unusual. He's got to work on a bit. But I, th- I think that'll come with, with time. He's still only, what, 19, 20. So he's, he's still we say time. this every week about a young player. They're still flirting, right? It's It'll come, you know? You give him yeah. Some time. I, I did tweet out after the game that I thought my positives were, were Jokere, his, his hold-up plays is fantastic, so strong. And, of course, that led him to get a, a yellow card, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, but Jokere unlocks Paulinho. You can see Paulinho is playing with so much confidence because he doesn't have to do everything He's not the main goal threat, but Jokic is so strong. His his athleticism is great. His passing is great. Hard up play. Even his 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 coming back on on defense is is great. I think mm-hmm. he's just been a phenomenal phenomenal signing. Great work for Ruben Amorim and Verandas and Co to, to pull that off. I think has been been probably one of the best signings in the last two three years for us. And you know, fantastic player. Paulinho again, he is becoming more clutch. And like I said, the confidence is ringing. I think it helps that you know he's got the song that that he, that gets sung every time he scores, and I think that's going to help confidence as well. I don't know if we'll ever find one for Jokic. It's definitely a hard name to sort it's of find with anything. Something with Victor or Vic, maybe, but for the last name, either, I don't know how you're going to get a Portuguese champ for that. No, they have to be creative with that one. Um, yeah, yeah I, I feel like 
uh, those are the positives. The negatives for me, Pedro Gonzalez, man, I just I, I thought he had a, an awful game. I, I think a five point eight is is really generous because Morita got a five point one. I thought Morita was just standard. He didn't do anything wrong. Didn't do anything great. It's just Morita, and I feel like yeah. for his standard, that that's that's fine by me. But Pedro Gonzalez, man. He if he scores that three times. kick, though, that hit the bar, man, we're having a different yeah. conversation. It's a that, that is very podcast. true. That is very true. But it's just that that one, like I mentioned earlier, the, the pass from Katamo in the box, and he just hit it straight at the keeper. He lost the ball so many times. That was one that he literally passed out for a throw-in when there was sort of no danger near him at all. And I feel like Edwards and Trincao don't get the luxury of having that. Trin- Trincao and Edwards, it feels like as soon as they make a mistake, they're yanked or they get benched for the next game. Edwards didn't even get a single minute this game, which I think oh, is is weird, and could be, I guess, something that to look keep a close eye on as the the window closes. I suppose as it, he's been linked away. Um, but yeah, Jenny come off the bench. I made fun of him saying that like he, he can't cross, he can't shoot, but like he's just so skillful, and uh, that was harsh because he he was really good when he came on, and considering. Um, as guy didn't play that well, I thought uh, we had a, a new burst of energy with Jenny, and him coming on could have made it two three nil if we had some more clinical players. That that flip flap he did, where it was just like on he, on so the good. line, it was just so good. And, uh, and you know, I think we probably could have had a had a penalty if he went down as well, but he managed to stay on his feet, which was fair enough. And obviously there was the the VAR penalty. Was it? It was penalty call, wasn't it? That wasn't called in the end for a mm-hmm. handball. Um, which which to be fair. If I remember replay, for me, it looked like it hit his face. It, hits his, it looks like it hits his face. Yeah, like I think it's kind of harsh to give a penalty. Yeah, so I, I was I was fine with that one. Um, yeah, yeah. against Matias race didn't really do anything of note to 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 warrant anything. I feel like you know, like I said, it should have been three four nil. Um, but I'll I'll take the three points and the one nil. I feel like we're you know, the season's getting to full swing. The first two games, you can sort of forgive because it's just coming off a of preseason. I think everyone's ready now. Personally, I don't see us making another signing. I think this is going to be our team. I don't think we're going to make another sale, obviously, unless the release yeah. comes But I feel like this is going to be the the sort of team we, we could expect, obviously, with Fresnader and Fres Gaio, uh, hopefully, as well. Um, yeah, I think, overall, it was was a, was a good game. Before we move on to uh, the, the Castles, who do you think was your, your man match, Richard? Uh, I'll give it to Paulinho. You can make a case for Jokeras. I'll give it to Paulinho just for the goal. And he played. He played well. I thought he had some some good runs, good chances. He didn't look too bad. I'll I'll give it to him. I will say this is a game that last season I don't think they would have won. Yeah, 100%. I think if this game, I think if they if they hadn't gotten the goal, they weren't. This was a game they would have either tied or lost. So even I think that's a little bit of growth on this team's part. Even in Ruben Amory's first season, I don't think that team wins this game because we struggled no. against them in that season as well. But... We struggled in games like that. Anti-Jogo, that was the last game against Nasi. No, it was all anti-Jogo. And mm-hmm. uh, we dominated the game and we just couldn't score for for if their lives depended on it, right? Yeah. And, yeah, and Lauren's comment here, I know, I, I, for the life of me, it's, 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 I, and whenever I see Paulinho slander, it's either Lauren or, or Juicebox Leal. Juicebox Leal they, 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 they're, they're not fans of him. So I know... I don't know if that hurts Lauren because I know Lauren obviously wants points to do well no matter yeah. what. But you know, I, I will say Paulinho. I mean, I've always stuck by him, but he definitely needed this sort of fire under his ass or or getting kicked into gear. And I think Jokeres is only gonna gonna get it. I, I would like to see maybe another striker put in the window. I know I said I don't think we're gonna buy one, but if Jokeres is injured, it goes back to the team of last year, or if he gets suspended or something, which yeah, you know, with the the yellow card he got uh, in that game looks more more likely to happen. 
over the over the coming weeks. But you know, Amarim knows what he's doing. Come to it, I suppose. Yeah, and Rodrigo Ribeiro seems to be the, the third striker here. So you know, maybe he's ready to make the leap. Maybe he's not, but he's not had a single game yet. So it's who knows. It's good that they at least have striker depth this year. Like last year, they went from Paulinho to nobody to they had to kind of throw Schmidty to the wolves. Uh, suck for him, you know, to be put into that kind of situation, like all that pressure. Um, yeah. So it's good that they at least have like someone, like if they want to rest a guy, they can rest a guy. They still have another option. If someone's suspended, they can fall back on it. They don't have to deviate too much from what they're doing. Whereas mm-hmm. last year with the total lack of depth, they were like, they're like, oh, we, we've got nobody. So at least, at least this year they've got a couple of, a couple of players they can easily just throw in and be like, okay, fair enough. Yeah, and I, th- I think, obviously, the game against Vizela was sketchy at best in terms of performance by the team, but I think this has yeah. been a great start to the season. I feel like the, the team's looking good, and like I said, if, if we manage to keep everyone, obviously, with the money flying around from Saudi and from Chelsea and from all, all these other teams, especially when it comes to the last days of the window, teams will start to panic, especially if they've lost a couple games. Yeah, I, th- I think we could potentially see one of them go, but I, I'm... Also, I'm like 80% confident that I don't think we're going to see any any major changes to the squad. Obviously, unless a release clause is met, which I don't think is going to happen. In the yeah, I, I think I'm with you on that. I don't see any big outgoing. I find it very unlikely any big outgoing transfer happens. Edwards, maybe. There's been some rumors of, obviously, Saudi teams the last couple of weeks sniffing around. There's a bit of a rumor going around now. There might be, like, an, some English teams might be sniffing around again, but... There's like what a day left in the transfer window. I feel like if we hadn't heard anything more concrete up till now, he's probably staying. Um, yeah. I think for in- incoming transfers, I'd be pleasant outside of Fresneda, which we'll get into in a minute. I'd be very surprised to see anybody else coming in. Uh, you know, there was some there's some rumors that came out today about uh, Damsgaard, which Danish international for Brentford fair, but I don't know if they really need him. I don't know where he fits into the equation on this team. Uh, for his Nada makes sense. I could see them if they were going after another winger, maybe, or a left back. But I think in terms of their center backs and their strikers and midfield, they're pretty well set. So Yeah, yeah most definitely. Um, before we move on from the game, there is one sort of instant that we, we're going to look at. And it's this one uh, yes, here, which is, so obviously I can't play the clip, but what happens is the ball's coming to Jokic. Jokic is trying to hold up play. And to be fair, the elbow does strike uh, Ottavio, the, the yeah. class at the back, in the face. Definitely, uh, and like not on purpose, um, I, I think, anyway. Um, Jokic was given a yellow card. People on Twitter, of course, were claiming for red. Of course, if they're a bit of Eagle Porto or not a sporting fan. But Richard, I know we try to be as uh, lenient and sort of unbiased yeah. as possible, but do, do you think there was anything in this? It's a yellow card. It's I, I had no issue with it being a yellow card, I think sending them off would have been a bit extreme because we've seen them not give red cards for much worse, um, which doesn't say a lot. But I, I think a yellow card was was fair. I think a red card, like, you could make a bit of a case for it. I think it would have been a bit harsh. He hadn't really had any, like, nasty fouls leading up to that. If he had had one or two already leading up to that and then did that, maybe. But I think a yellow card was fair. Yeah, Also, that's on top of you just before we move on. Anybody who said shit to Otavio and you're a sporting fan on social media, go fuck yourself. You're a moron. You yeah. should be banned from the internet. You're an idiot. I want no 100%. part of you in our fan base. Yeah, like, 
but someone made a great point. It was like you just know these guys aren't the people who like insulted him weren't match going fans. They were just some kid at home. Obviously, I'm not trying to make a case for them. It's disgusting either way. But you just know those aren't the real sporting fans that go to every game and 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 cheer. It's just a select few, unfortunately, decide to take things too yeah. far. Which is yeah, and obviously it's, it's everyone here doesn't have 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 this discussion in 2023. Like. If you would yeah. say it to if you would say it to them in person, like don't say it online. And if you would say it to them in person, you're probably a piece of shit. So yeah. that's that's my uh, my opinion of you. Yeah, most definitely. I agree with you. I think uh, it's a yellow card. And to be fair to the referee, he also gave one to is it Richelai? This in a back minute after doing the same yeah. thing. So there, there was the consistency there. But in terms of overall, I thought the referee performance was below average, if not awful, from from the referee. The, the, the weekend for all the refs this weekend, if we're being honest. Yeah, no, yeah, hundred percent. But like the anti juggle coming from Familia Cal, yeah. and literally three minutes added time in the first half, it's like it should have been at least ten. Yeah. Uh, with all this extra time being added on anyway, um, I think there was one point where uh, the Familia Cal player had a head injury. Esgar had the ball in the edge of the box, about to cross it in. Referee blows the whistle for obviously a head injury, and then gives the ball back to Familia Cal anyway. When we should have been given the ball back by. Official FIFA rules, yeah, and it's just I don't know. I, it I, was not I, a good weekend. I feel like maybe if I watched it back, I would have been less like upset towards the referee. But watching it in the moment, I was just like, man, this referee is just just not up to par. And I guess you could say that for all the referees in, in the Portuguese league, which is which is true. But prime, this was a prime two gal weekend for the weekend. This it was. was a banner. If you're looking for shit house and just garbage football, this was. A better weekend for that. It was so ugly to watch. Yeah, most definitely. Let's get on to uh, the Twitter questions we've got. Uh, Nuno Gabriel shot him uh, fancy day one. Uh, he asked two questions. I'll give you the first one, Rich. He goes, do you think that your is helping Paulinho play better? Yes, I th- I think that's unquestioned. I think Paulinho one because I think Paulinho has a bit more confidence. There's less less pressure on him to perform. And we know mm-hmm. Paulinho's a guy, you know, he's had his mental health battles and stuff. So I think that's a big thing. Also, it's freeing up Paulinho to get into space more. So people are focusing on Jokeres. They're almost caught. You've seen defenders kind of drift away, and then Paulinho kind of comes in for the chance. So I think it's yeah. it's had a, it's had two effects. It's had the, you know, the mental effect on Paulinho, but it's also had the tactical effect of it's leaving him open. It's giving him more time and space to work and do what he does well. So I think it's absolutely, he's been helping. Yeah, most definitely. And the second question uh, I'll take, do you think it's be Paulinho's breakout season? The thing is, if you define breakout for Paulinho, he's got five league goals last year. So like he could be, would you argue six or seven is a breakout season? Cause it's better than what he's done. But I, I think yeah. it, overall it goes with, with his confidence. If, if he continues to score, he's play well, then, then yeah, I can see him getting back to his best season, which was at Braga under Ruben Amarim. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like strikers aren't going to score every game. And I don't think that's a bad thing for, for Paulinho or even Jokres to not score so long as someone else picks up the slack. Um, but, you know, I've, I say it time and time again, I feel like Paulinho is an easy scapegoat for, for sporting fans when mm-hmm. something goes wrong. Sometimes I agree it's, it is something like with a better goal scorer, where would it be? But I think sometimes... Sporting fans are quick to, to be harsh and to judge. And I feel like as long as they keep being with him, which seems this season, this seems like a more overall support of Paulinho than there was last year. So 
uh, bug just died on my computer and just fell. <laughs> Scared the shit uh, out of me. Sorry. I saw your camera shake. I was like, is there anything? I was like, what the fuck Canada? just dropped from my ceiling? I'm sorry. I just no. was like, what the hell? Something just died and dropped. I'm, I'm good. I'm alive. We're here. It's all good. Jeez, uh, Julie in the White person says, I was at the game. If you were uh, if you were there, you could feel how the fans felt about the officiating. It was horrific. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, very um, Paul Rodriguez asked, how worried is everyone uh, on the slow start to the season for these players? Feel free, to add, feel free to add a player or disagree if you feel a player listed hasn't been playing poorly. So I'll go one by one. Uh, Pedro Gonzalez, I took earlier. So Richard, what are your thoughts on that? Pedro? Um, Pot's always been a streaky player, so it's not too surprising. Uh, I think it's just a bit annoying because he's had two hot starts like this two, three seasons before. Um, I think he'll still get it going at some point. I still have faith. Um, as long as the team's winning and getting results, like, big deal. He didn't look horrible the last game. And like I said, if he scores that free kick goal, it's a much different discussion we're having about him. I don't think he's looked outright dreadful. I just don't think he's looked phenomenal yet, which yeah. is which is what it is. Edwards, on the other hand, I think Edwards has the half a foot out the door already. I think we knew that kind of even last season. I, I don't know. I feel like he's not been given a lot of a chance. Like, for example, yeah. we all said last year, as soon as it hits like minute 45, if, if he makes it luckily to 55, it's always Edwards the first one coming yeah. off. And sometimes it just was not fair. He'd be the best player on the pitch. Mm-hmm. And it would be like, okay, bring you off for Arthur Gomez. Or it would bring you off for Fatal. We'll bring you off for someone else. It was just like, just let the guy play. And I don't know if it's fitness or, I don't know, being back on defensively, we know Aaron Rice's wing is to be be good defensively, which Edwards, to be fair, is not. But I mean, I feel like he just hasn't been given much of a chance. And the same with with Trincao as well. Trincao's like not got more... a lot of playing time. I'm, I've been surprised. Now, I guess because they've decided to shift two strikers, that's kind of meant that neither of the two natural wingers has been getting much uh, much chance to shine. To shine. Yeah. So I, I guess I guess you could chalk those two as up to as well. Just. They haven't been given a lot of game time. Now, it's still early in the season. We're only three games in. If if they all of a sudden get on a hot streak and the results keep coming, look out. Like, this is a, this is a team yeah. to be reckoned with. Like, this this is a team that's not even firing at all cylinders, and they've still been grinding out results, which we couldn't say last year at any given point. So, I, I think yeah. air a bit of patience still for these guys, but wait and see. Same with Nuno Santos. Like, he's... And he's a little, he's like in his late twenties now. So like, give him, give him some patience. Like he's, and he had some injuries, you know, last season and even then preseason. So I, I think yeah. just err on the side of, of patience for a little while longer, especially if, if the team's still getting results, let's, let's settle down. It's not a big deal at the end of the day. Yeah, I agree. The only thing I will say is just that I hope Edwards and Trincal take the most of their opportunities from yes. from the bench. And like, obviously I know they probably want to start, but you know, it all starts if you have a good coming off the bench is how you get minutes um so i'm hoping edwards and trinkow get some more burn it's a long season we're in a lot of competition so i assume if none of them goes there will be a lot a lot of rotation which yeah. room has really struggled with i feel like even last year there wasn't a lot of rotation in any position it was always sort of the same 11 which led to, to yeah. a few more injuries that we that we had so i'm hoping this year he's a bit more uh sort of lenient on the the rotation side of things but yeah we know santos come off an injury um for me, he's the only one that I would take out of this list. The other three, I completely agree with. I'll mm. just put a down in that list um, because we always uh, put a down in any list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I would also say Quartes is not off that list yet. I feel like he's no. probably one more game. If he plays like that, another game, he'll be fine. But yeah, one good know. game doesn't get you off a off our shit list. 
in my opinion, he's had two two bad games and one good one. If he makes it two and two, then I'll take him off the list. But yeah, I think for now, fair. he he will stay. Uh, but yeah, that's the end of uh, the Twitter questions. We've got a few questions in the chat, which I just since we're on the topic, I thought we might yeah. as well just uh, get to them. Uh, Lauren asked, "How would you rate our transfer window? Consider considering Ugarte is the only major loss. Good sales, great renewals, and three important signs. Rate out of ten. Richard, go on. You can you can take it first. I'll give it an eight. They used the whole Ugarte transfer fee, sixty million, basically. They got a starting striker, which they desperately needed. They got a very strong holding midfielder, which they desperately needed." And they got what looks to be at least a competitive right back with his dial, which was desperately needed. They stored up pretty much every position that was needed. They've made, they still come out with profit because of uh, the Renato Viega sale today. And uh, they got the Pedro Poro money as well. So they've made out like bandits. I give out a, I give it like an eight out of 10, just for the fact that they addressed pretty much all the issues that needed to be addressed. They, they spent money for, you know, we've accused this administration sometimes of uh, not wanting to spend money. They went out and they spent money. They made two record signings for the club. Uh, you know, I, I I respect the ambition. I respect the business side of things. I think it was very uh, a very smart, very tidy transfer window. Eight out of ten, at least, just uh, on the naked eye test. Generally, for me, I, I think I'd give it a ten. I think it's just been from top to bottom, like you said, uh, great renewals, important signings. Getting rid of Deadwood, getting rid of our tour. For Ta- for Ta- we wouldn't really. Oh, yeah, they, they got money for our tour. That's right. I even forgot about that sale. They, they got money, per- percentage money of like um, I think Gonzalo Plata. They got percentage of. They got a, yeah. a few other percentages here and there. They might still get Mateus Nunes percentage too, actually. Yeah. So it, it, yeah, that's very the true. News just so they I mean they've made some uh, they made some good business. The only thing that it gives me. Uh, I didn't give it a, a full 10 out of 10. I'll bump it up to 8.5, actually. The only thing was I would have liked either a goalie or a left back, like a proper left back. But that's me nitpicking for positions they didn't necessarily have to fill. It's more I would have liked them to fill that. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm, that's it. It, yeah, I'm in agreement with the goalkeeper. But I think with... Israel getting he'll definitely get a few more chances this season. I think Adan will slowly be phased out. Obviously, I can't tell the future, but I guess that is the plan. But we take a look at transfer market, we can take a look at sort of take a look at every sort of sale. So Chimiti was one I don't think we mentioned 12.5 million. Oh, yeah, they got yeah, they got 12 million for a guy with less than six months of professional experience, by the way. Yeah, we're trying to make that out as if we got the bad end of the deal. Yeah, exactly. Thiago Thomas uh, as well, eight million yeah. for someone who's sort of some underwhelmed. That's how much we've had it going. Yeah, we cleared wages of Bellerin, of Marsa, Dumbia, uh, Vinagra. I think took most of the wages. Same with Jovan, Sotiris too, Rochinha, and even like in terms of developing loans, we've got Mateus uh, Fernandez. Sorry, going out as well. Um, so I think you know, like as, even Sotiris in terms of being young, um, getting that game time as well. Obviously, if you look at the ins too, uh, Jokres is there, Kuzmulund is there, Trincao technically is there as well. And um, also the one that's not there is Renato Vega as well. He he recently went for four million. He never made a first team appearance for us. So four um, million for a guy who never played for the main team. Like that's that's tidy business. We take those. The only thing that we need to get rid of, and I don't think it's going to happen, is Rafael Rafael Camacho and Eduardo Enrique. I don't think they're going to go into it. He refuses to stir us in that contract. Man, they get so much money. I I don't blame him. But it it feels like at least Camacho is trying to go to Familia Cal, but I don't know what the the 
um, odds are on that happening is. But, sure. you know, for me, it's a 10. Uh, I think if a Dankety is to be bad, hopefully uh, Israel get phased in. Uh, but again, it's one of those that um, I think on paper is a 10 out of 10. We've strengthened the position. We've been crying for a striker for the what the last three, four years. How even since Bastos left in what? Pretty much since Bastos left. Like we went with a striker. Like we went into the 2020-2021 season. Our strikers were Luis Philippe, Luciano Vieto, and Tiago Tomas. Exactly. And we like Paulinho was a and, mid-season yeah. transfer. Even Jovan was put, being played at striker. Like, and it was a hodgepodge of just random dudes. Like, and, and now we've got like a proven, like championship proven, like a, a very good striker, goal scorer in your yeah. as well. Not even just a goal scorer, but just a fantastic player in general. Yeah. And um, but yeah, they they've done very well in the transfer market, I think. So very, we we're quick to criticise them, but we should also be quick to give them their, their applause. And I think for that for them, Hugo Viana, Verandas, and Williams, the whole scouting team. 10 out of 10. They did well. This, this is a banner transfer window for sure. Yeah. Uh, it falls next... in line with, it does fall in line with my uh, my theory that every other summer transfer window is going to be really good and then every other one's going to be bad. So yeah. we've had like a bad one, a good one, a bad one, a good one. So next year we might be in for a bad one. We'll see. Yeah, that's that's uh, a good point. Uh, James Rice asks, uh, with Fresnado coming in, do you think Jenny gets some minutes at the wing instead of going to the market? Uh, I uh, that maybe. Yeah, I, I don't personally. I don't think Fresnade is going to play against Braga. I feel like he's not trained enough. You know, Amarim wants to sort of hammer in the routine. Amarim's going to go safe for that game, I think. Yeah, and also Fresnade is eighteen, so like I feel like he's going to be one that's going to be slowly introduced. With like Hojmalandi, he's like 24, 25, so yeah. he's sort of already a senior player. Same with Yokres as well. So I feel like Fresnade probably isn't going to start in the first month or so. I feel like he'll probably make cameos off the bench. So I, I still feel like Jen, Jenny's probably going to get minutes. He was originally brought on this game, I'm pretty sure, at left wing back until he brought on Mateus Racing. Yes. So, so you know, it, uh, but the thing is with Jenny, he's still versatile. I know he's mainly a winger, and, but Amarim in the system he plays. Like I said, the rotation is going to be uh, a lot this season with, um, with uh, you know, Europa League, with Tasta Liga, Tasta Portugal, the league, of course. Hopefully, so, we know. get more than a game in the toss of Portugal this year. <laughs> yeah, true. As long as we don't draw any third division teams. I'll yeah, just don't draw, don't draw anybody from third division. You got to give us a tough game. Like, <laughs> you got to give us a team like in the second division or first division. Why should we win that one? Yeah, exactly. Uh, let me take you to uh, the league predictions we have got. I've updated everything, hopefully. And I realized I missed a point on myself and Danny's on a game week two because we yeah, guessed I was gonna say uh, on game week one. Is. Sorry, I think we, we both guessed the uh, the score and the win. So yeah. I've updated everything here from the last game. Uh, Danny got the correct. I'm score. winning. Stop the count. <laughs> Stop the count. <laughs> Danny got the correct score and he got yeah. the win. So he gets three. If Chris he had Paulinho as a goal scorer, that would have been a monster week. That would have <laughs> been unbelievable week. Uh, Chris got the win, so he only gets the one point. Your Chris Pot didn't score. You got uh, two points because you put it the win and you got the goal scorer. And I got the same as well. So I did, I went for a sort of 4 1. I thought we were going to dominate. And to be fair, like I said, we probably it should have been 4 1. It could have been that. Uh, but, but while we're here, I guess me and you can do our predictions for, for Briley. But before that, Rich is in first with seven points. Chris is in second. Danny is in third. And I am. At the bottom with four, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I for, for the Braga, I've gone three one. Paulinho, Yokres, and Nuno Santos to get on the score sheet. Richard, give me your prediction. Two one for Sporting for for us. Right, Paulinho and Jokeres. 
the safe option, I suppose. Is, uh, is yeah, the, I think so. I think going with at least one of the strikers is a safe option. That's going to be the theme uh, for 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 a lot of us. I think this season, and I got both. I got both them in fantasy. So yeah, I, think, uh, and, um, I, need, I need a monster week from fantasy coming up. I'm going to start falling behind soon if I'm not careful. And of course, Danny and, and Chris will fill out their, their predictions uh, yes. for the game, and I'll make sure to to remind them in case they forget. No, don't um, remind them. Let them forget. We'll stack the points. <laughs> they didn't see this. They're not going to see this. Don't worry. <laughs> but you also mentioned uh, the Real Fever Fantasy League. Chris is running between... away with it. I think it's Chris it's who's running away with it. It is Chris with 158. I I got what two three less points than him this this game week. Yeah. But, uh, he had uh, he's had a good couple weeks though. He had uh, Taremi, Yokerez, Johanda, Rafa, Fujimoto, Simao, Godwin, Antonio Silva, Inacio, Arujo, and Del Costa. Points. Yeah, man. And on the bench, he had Mateus. He didn't play obviously because of the yeah. None of the Braga play. guys played, so we had anybody with Braga. We all benched them. It's stuck it. Well, I actually forgot to bench uh, my goalkeeper, but I think he did it automatically. Luckily, okay. It's stuck Thiago's guy and, and Kilonda. So Fair. he's. Yokoi's got the most points, him being the, oh Fujimoto and Rafa. Sorry, Fujimoto and Rafa gave him big points this week. And Yokoi's got. Uh, so I'm trying to finagle as uh, I'm trying to get Rafa in my team eventually uh, with my free trade. I built up a couple free transfers, so you'll see my team probably uh, next week. You'll see how it's changed a bit. Um, nice. I put Paulinho and Yokoi's as, as captain. I wish I would have changed them around, but you know. Yeah, I, I know. I know. <laughs> Fran Navarro has been awful. I need I, yeah, him. I'm glad I got rid of him after week one. I'm like, you know what? This might not be worth it. I'm glad I got rid of him. Uh, Di Maria got 10. Uh, Simao got five. Zalas, I didn't play, but I picked three Braga players and completely forgot. Uh, Otamendi is Gaio, Mangala, Buta, and uh, Bruno Varela. Olamesh, Mateo, Steven Vittoria. Bruno, of course, didn't play. Or Pedro Maria got injured as well. So I'll yeah. be looking to, to switch them out. But I did Your get a, a decent you. points. No, it, it didn't. But I got 54 points, which I'll take it. He had a good but he had a good week from his bench. You and Danny yeah, actually tied for we're third. We're tied, I yeah. I don't know why it's put you in, in fourth. but uh, yeah, Alphabetical, maybe. I don't know. Uh, uh, he had... He's Joffrey's all good Godwin, oh, Jesus. Rafa, Fujimoto, Morita, Antonio Silva, John Mario, Wendell, Lelo, and Dio Costa. On the bench, Andrew, Ascende, Buta, and Ruiz. I mean, Braga guys, fair enough. He was That's he was good with with a Rafa pick. Uh, yeah. Wendell, I think he had Wendell at the start. And he got sent off as well in his, in his uh, yeah. first game. So, but yeah, Paul, That's Paul, I have like guys. I have two or three Braga guys. So if I didn't have if I had anybody but the two or three Braga players I had, I would have I would have leaped Braga. them. And you're gonna see my bench is like all Braga players. So Yokoris, Paulinho, Pedro Gonzalez, your captain. I'm Jorge. getting rid. I'm dropping Pat Pot if he has a bad week next week. I've already made that choice. Jota <laughs> Stato, which which you're lucky didn't get sent off, otherwise probably been in the yeah. minus, which he definitely should have been. Yeah, uh, I was thanking God he didn't get sent off. Bruno Gaspar, Otamendi, Pepe, Mr. Canada, Steven Vittoria, uh, Thiago's guy, Bruno Varela, and then your Braga players on the bench as well. As well yeah, that's my, my bench really was not helpful. <laughs> that did not help me at all was my bench. If I had anybody else, if I had one less Braga player, I would have been ahead of, ahead of Danny, I'm sure of it. I mean, apparently you're 45th place in, in Canada, so which is wild to me. Um, you're, you're in the top 100 out of 72. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I think I made a couple. I think I transferred uh, this week. I think I transferred uh, Bruno Varela and uh, one or two other players. I had I had three three transfers. I think I used two of them this week. 
So yeah. I use I'm using like one a week usually just to kind of see okay who's got points who's been kind of spamming points lately that could help me out. Well, I need ideally, to ideally, I'd like to squeeze in Ricardo Horta and uh, and Rafa because I feel like those are the two safe bets to spam points and keep you in, in the running. But yeah, man. but hopefully not this week though. <laughs> hopefully not, week, not this week. Yeah, I'm glad I don't have them for next week. But I mean. Yeah, I, I, that's that's the thing. Is I, I'm gonna have to uh, be a little smart with some transfers next couple weeks. But yeah, my bench was really. I was I was like, I'm fucked this week because like three of my bench guys are all Braga guys. <laughs> so um, I better hope at least to break even with somebody. Yeah, I mean, it's still a long season, of course. The points are there to be made. Yeah, it's so. a 38 game season, right? Exactly. Uh, let's yeah. take a look at the the league table before we move on to anything else. Um, so at the moment. Victoria Guimarães sit in first place with nine Good points. Porto in second with nine points. Uh, Sporting in third. Fourth, Bovista and fifth, Benfica. Obviously, like I said, long season. Uh, Porto, Victoria and Sporting are the only ones that haven't drawn a single game. They're three and three. I will say Victoria hasn't really played anyone of, of that great as of note from what I recall. No, but they again, have looked decent. I will give yeah. Yeah, them and Bovista have looked decent. I will give them that. And then I, I guess you can make the same for, for Sporting. We haven't really played anyone that good. I guess yeah. Porto haven't really either. So next week, of course, the game against Braga is probably, well, I say probably it's going to definitely be the toughest test yet. Well, people will say Braga are, are going to be favourites for the title, but man, I, I don't see it. I don't know, I man. Like, it. it's it's weird. I guess because we haven't had been able to see much of Braga lately because of Champions League, right? Their schedule's been kind of screwed around a bit. Which they, they did win today, so fair Oh, they're in, so they're in. They're in. They beat Panama. No, that's good. good one nil, I believe. Good for them. So, that's yeah. huge. That's huge. Good for them. I, I, I can respect that. Awesome. But yeah, I, I'm just... I didn't even realize that game was today. I thought it was tomorrow. No, it was today. There was there was three on today, and I, they were the one. They won one nil last time I checked. Um, okay. So yeah, fair yeah. play to them. Fair play. Uh, what I will say, their attack I think is great. Bruma is a, a very good player. So is Horta. So is Banza, Bill Ruiz. But his defense, Joe's font is is like what, 30, 38, 39. Joel Moutinho, the same age. Pizzi is not young anymore. They've even got guys like Castro, who was like 36. 36. This team is built to win the title in 2016. Exactly. <laughs> and like Ronnie young. Lopez. This team would be dominating eight years ago. Nine years uh, ago. This team would have been fucking monstrous. And if you look at the team on paper, is it much better than, than last year to me? I don't think so. It's I, a, think... I thought their team was good last year. I think it's marginally better than their team last year. I don't think it's crazy good like everyone's saying i think they're still gonna be fighting for top three like fighting for fighting for like podium position um and again that we haven't been able to see much of them because their season's kind of been weird because of champions league qualifiers so i think once they get into the uh the swing of things we'll have a better idea of where they stand and everything i think that top five for the most part is going to remain unchanged in terms of the teams in there obviously i think the order is going to change around a bit yeah. But I think uh, I think Gimenez looks good this year. I th- I expect them to be you know top six. I expect Braga to be up there, and I think Casapia, Roca, and even Bolvista has been very pleasantly surprising. Uh, I think you'll see a lot of those teams kind of be pretty close for a good chunk of the season. Yeah, I, I do think. Well, at the bottom is Portimonense and Charles. Portimonense looked awful. I knew they they, they drew the last bad. game. I think, but, they're, yeah. I think they're my relegation candidates for this year. They look bad. Yeah, and, and Charles never looked that great either. Uh, no. Sitting on minus nine goal difference with a, with three losses in three. But you know, 
Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, let's get on to some of the sort of loose ends that we've had. And there has been quite a lot of controversy in the last few days. So we'll start <laughs> We'll start with the main one, which is uh, the Portal game yesterday. If you didn't see, basically, there were two, well, I say it's three sort of important moments. You had Estacchio getting two, should have been two yellow cards um, in, what, less than 10 minutes. There was also a penalty decision given against... Uh, Rio Av, uh, which they needed like an actual like, video camera, and like someone filmed like the agents of uh, Gonzalo yeah. Borges had to film the video camera, which is just prime, prime to go. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, it was just it was crazy. But um, yeah, there was also which a lot of people didn't seem to mention. I don't know if you if you watched the game or not, Rich, but there was a, the, the the Taremi offside. To me, I've I've seen it so many times. I just don't see how it's offside. I I can literally I see the guy's boot on the line. So I, it's, like, it's like is it close absolutely seven centimeters is what the i don't know i don't was. know like we were sitting there last week saying nine centimeters would have been harsh i think he's i think he's on like barely but he's on yeah um i thought but, the penalty against them was a little bit dubious against uh Riyuav near the end was a bit dubious that one i could see people are gripe about the offside one, I wouldn't really have thrown a great bit. I don't think it. It's the penalty for me was a bit, was a little dubious looking. Yeah, and even though Miguel Braga is no longer at Sporting, of course they had to come up with their their own statement. About I hate referees. these statements, by the way. I'm so tired. I just hate this. These don't do anything. All this does is aggravate people more. This doesn't do anything to help. I'll just skim through it. I won't read it all, but it's just saying how Sporting were disappointed by the absence of communication. Shortly after it was released, though, the refereeing team did come out and say that Estacchio should have been uh, yeah. given two yellow cards. But yesterday, both the referee teams, uh, Clamish from this, often, often on the field, clearly damaging Rio Ave and favouring Porto. Uh, and then they were basically saying, because the, the VAR pretty much came out after the game and said, oh, the, the Portinho goal should have been offside. That they they did it so quickly, but they left it for Porto. Yeah, uh, and they, they went a whole night and morning and they didn't say anything until this afternoon. And basically, it was just um, Sporting's campaign to sort of be on the, the audios for VAR, I suppose, and getting them to admit mistakes, which they yeah. did so quickly for us. But I, I know it's I tweeted it earlier, and people came at me just saying like, "Oh, it's it's good." And like, if you look at the actual comments of the statement on. Sporting's official page, the Sporting Bems, uh, well done, Sporting, blah blah blah. But to me, it's just like, just it doesn't it. do anything. You know, first, we know none of the big three are ever going to agree on anything ever. No, like there, find me one time they've ever been in agreement for anything. But my argument was that like, you don't you don't see Arsenal do this for Spurs, you don't see Man United no, do it for City, especially. you don't see Celtic do it for Rangers. And I remember last year, I don't know if you recall when um I can't remember who Arsenal were playing, but the VAR forgot to draw the lines on yeah. the, yeah, the offside. And it went on for about a day, but we didn't hear anything else. Obviously, the, the VAR got sacked, and I guess that is what is people were saying were replying to me that that's what happened. They got punished, but you can't punish Portuguese referees because there's no one else qualified to take their place, no. which is an, an, an issue in itself. But I just feel like even this isn't a sporting thing. This isn't a Becky Porter thing. It's just all three of them even just, you know, just stop bitching about each other. Just just work in silence and, you know, just let the results come. Moving, It'd be much moving, better if we just carry G's on. Moving, real G's move in silence like G and lasagna. Like just, I get if you're, if you disagree with the calls as a club, as an institution, all this stuff does is nothing. It just makes tensions worse. 
in an and it's contrast volatile, as well in an already volatile environment Ruben Amrim will always say that he's not speaking on the refs and he's not going to do, he's not going to speak on refereeing decisions and stuff. And then it's like sporting the first time straight away. It's just like, oh, this happened, this happened, this happened. It's just like you're, the, the manager of your club said he's not going to talk about refereeing decisions because it's easy to blame the referee, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And then, like I said, it's not a sporting thing. Porto would do it, but if he could do it, I just wish the whole league would just come together and just hard. shut up. I, f- I feel like it, w- it would be if, like, if the league said, okay, if you're going to do this, you're going to get, they already do fines for it, but. They need to like up the either up the fines or the fines suspensions are, or, are nothing. Yeah, I, I like obviously I don't have the times to this, but we could probably go back and count hundreds of thousands of fines just from Miguel Braga last year <laughs> complaining about, and then obviously you get the fines from the fans that are given. We probably were in the depths of millions just in fines last year. But I'd love to know like the amount of fine. Like if someone out there can do the math for us. I'd love to know in the last like five years, like basically the entire Verandas administration, how much we have we have lost like in fines. How much have we paid in fines to the uh, to the to the league and the national federation? I feel like some of the league. Paid, I know we paid a lot with we paid a lot with Bruno because Bruno never knew what to shut up. But this administration picks weird times to do it, and it's it's like it's like we'll go forever without saying something, and then we'll just go on a blitz for like a month. I'm just bitching and moaning about the rest and just getting a bunch of fines. Yeah, most definitely. And that's when we sort of um, spoke about it a bit, but Sporting Iron, Mikel Damsgaard, uh, Danish defender for Brentford and Dan- uh, Denmark national team, played 29 games last year, not scoring a single goal, but getting one assist. Uh, inside, sort of, such as uh, Sporting Tactical and a few others have sort of confirmed interest, but not confirmed that it's going to happen. And obviously, we mentioned it as well, Trincao, Edwards, Pedro Gonzalez, you know, off the bench, um, you got guys still good. like, yeah, Jenny and, you know, technically Paulinho and Jokres could probably play out on the wing. Uh, what are your thoughts on the actual deal, the player itself? Like, what are your thoughts in general? I have no strong feelings. I know that's probably like a non-answer that people don't want to hear. Like, he scored that, I think it was Damsgaard that scored that banger against England in the Euro semifinals. That's all I remember him for. Um yeah, like no real strong feelings. It's it's fine if he comes in. I really don't have a problem with it. I just don't think it's a position you need to shore up. I feel like you could put that better to better use. Uh, now, if you're getting someone younger with some with a bit more potential, then for sure. Like if you're going after Samuelino, for example, I know he's been very popular in uh, Sporting to circles. Then I'd be a bit more probably attentive, a bit more interested. This to me doesn't really fuss me up one way or the other like if if he comes in like cool I, I wish him well he's a decent player but if we don't get him i wouldn't be like upset about it either uh i think you could like i said use the money to a position that maybe needs some not necessarily an upgrade but some more depth like a left like a left back left wing back kind of thing right yeah so that's definitely. that's my that's my general thoughts on it nothing nothing crazy well, there was a story, I think it was I have a record or a bollocks that they were when we're looking for like a Nuno Santos esque player, which was a first time one. Mikel Damsgaard is, is purely, I think, a winger midfielder, though yeah. he's in the sort of defender left wing back role. Um, but like, I've at this point I trust Ruben Amrim enough. He he's had definitely more hits than misses in terms of transfers when mm-hmm. when they have been solely him asking for those those players. So I, I trust him enough to to be like, Okay, you like if, if this is the player you want, then fair enough. Um, yeah, like I'll, I'll trust the ju- like I'll always trust the judgment at least at first. Um, 
we'll see. Like it's again, it's been nothing concrete, but we'll see what happens. Like there's still a day left in the transfer window. We'll see what happens. Yeah, most definitely. And the next one again, we we spoke about it a little bit, but I guess we get in more detail. Uh, the Mark Edwards is wanted by Chelsea. The winner has been linked away for a move this window. However, Sporting will only sell players for their release clause in the final days of the window, which yeah. to me is is brilliant. We don't need to sell, especially this close to the, the window. We still made unbelievable profit this transfer window with all the transfers we brought in. This would just be like great. This would be the get out of debt free card, essentially. Yeah, I, I wouldn't listen to anything below the release clause. I think Spurs still earn like 35%, if not more than of, of his past. So anything yeah. less is 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 not is not great but so the thing is with chelsea we know they've got the money chelsea so. will chelsea will pay it like if there's a team that's going to go out and just say fuck it we'll we'll pay it like chelsea's a team yeah like tottenham, but, but, tottenham yeah. will try to nickel and dime us man united with nickel and diamonds chelsea they're american they're just gonna say fuck it here's your money and go they don't care but but for me as well Ed, i feel like edwards has got a, uh, like a mixed reputation around sporting fans especially in the last yeah season that people say is overrated i i fall in the camp that i think he's great he's a great attacker he's a great winger he's had some frustrating spells definitely but mm-hmm. I, I still think i in my personal opinion apart from your careers i think he's our best winger pedro yeah. gonzalez is great but i feel like pedro gonzalez has been very consistent edwards has the the potential to change the game whenever he comes on just last year that the game against spurs in every big game edwards had Both maybe Spurs games he was phenomenal but even against like frankfurt he was good um and like against Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal yeah. Uh, but I, I just feel like you know, unless his release clause don't don't sell, I feel like he's he's he can still have a market as well if he if he keeps playing well. He's English. He's always going to have that English market as well. You know, Saudi links were there. I don't I don't see him going to Saudi at this point of his career. But you know, uh, what about you? What what are your thoughts on on Edwards? Are you in the camp that he's a bit overrated, or are you sort of in the camp um... that he's he's good enough? I think he's rated just fine. I don't think he's overrated. I think there is always going to be that English interest, that English tax that we talk about. I think he's, like I said, when he when he's on his game, he's probably the best player on the team, if not one of the best. Like he can just single handedly help change the game. Like we saw, uh, he almost scored that wonder goal against Marseille. Uh, he almost scored one against Arsenal, I think too. Like he was just, you see those flash and you're like, man, there is a there is a hell of a player there. Um, yeah, I think I think Sporting's right to stand their stand their ground. Say you want to transfer on the last day. Sure, you're paying the release clause though. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know if there's a if there's a club to stand your hill and die on against it's Chelsea because you know they might you know they're probably just gonna say all right we'll pay it just to avoid the headache. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, I, if he leaves, I would stink a little bit, but it would also be essentially like a get out of debt free card. Like it'd be still like what's his release clause? Sixty million. Sixty. Yeah. Yeah, so we'd still get like forty-five million or something after, after like percentages and stuff are paid. Like that's still that's still a lot of money coming in. Yeah, exactly. I feel unless it's like a release clause, I feel like we can we can keep him. Especially if you, maybe if you would have said like the start of the window, like we come July and you get an offer of like fifty, fifty-five something. Yeah, like, you yeah, want like five, ten million. It. You add like maybe knock it off fifteen million, but there's ten million in bonuses, like. Yeah. Then you're willing to talk, but that's late in the window. Like you're not, you're not have. It's a much different conversation than when when you're having uh, when you're having like July second as opposed to August 29th. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just a little short one as well. Uh, GM10 makes all the comments that we retweet, and to be fair, he, he he's he's our friend, but like he does do some phenom- phenomenal work yeah. on there. So if you do want to be the first esport in comp, make sure we give him a follow. 
also make sure you follow him on uh, YouTube as well. He does do some good stuff. Uh, yep. I won't go too much on G. I don't want his uh, ego to get any any bigger than it is. No, he'll go ballistic in our group chat. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta, we gotta knock him down. We, he's like the KSI. Sometimes we gotta knock him down. Apparently, you know, <laughs> bring him back down to earth and humble him. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like he will, he will hate that comparison. But I think gonna make me laugh. Good, just... <laughs> good. <laughs> I hope he hates it too. Uh, but yeah, I'll go through some quick ones. That uh, Fatal has been loaned up to Leicester with a 70 million buyout clause, which becomes mandatory if Leicester get promoted to Premier League. They're in first place with four games of four wins at the moment, or if Fatal plays in 60 percent of the official games, which looks like it's probably going to made going to be made uh, mandatory. Um, what would we pay for Fatal? Probably, I, I don't think it was that much at all. I can check no. on transfer market, but I was say, I'm like, curious because that's going to be a big profit margin. Yeah, definitely. And I wonder if the, the Ghanaian club we bought him off uh, has any sort of percentage. They might have like, like 5-10%, which is like I, No, but I mean for them, like 5% for like a, a team that doesn't really have a lot of money in the first place. Oh, Apparently, true, true. That'd be huge for them. No, you're So right. 1.2 million is what he cost um, from so fast in Ghana. 16 million in profit off of him just before yeah. any like commissions and potential like here's your 5% of the transfer kind of there, whatever they negotiate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Reasonable. Again, if, if it comes to fruition, very tidy business from the board again, mm-hmm. I would have really liked to see him get more of a chance at sporting. I don't know what we may never know what went on behind the scenes to uh, cause that kind of exile. It sucks. Cause when we did see him, we saw again, flashes of uh, flashes of a really good player and, Anytime he's gone on international duty for Ghana, whether it's been for the senior or the, the under 23s, under 21s, whatever, he's always he's always like one of the players that's always the news. Like, oh, he had a great game, or oh, he scored a great goal, he had a great assist. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think it's just one of those. I would have really liked to see more of him. I think that's the thing. It's just one of those. What what could have maybe been, but if they if if the, they end up getting the sell on for him, like. A lot of money coming in. Like I'm never going to complain about the financials being healthier. Yeah, exactly. Wrong. So I, w- I wish him luck. I like Leicester. Leicester and uh, West Ham are kind of my two teams in England. Uh, so I, I, I wish him luck. I'm, I hope I hope he uh, sees success. I think he's uh, I think he's, he's a young guy. He's got a bright future ahead of him. I think. I think he's got everything needed to all the tools needed to uh, to put together to put it together. It's whether he wants to put together now. Yeah. 100% agrees. Uh, I'll go through some tidbits as well. Uh, Roberto Martinez was at the other lads. Apparently to watch Paulinho and Pop, obviously there's Inacio, there's Nuno Santos and a, and a few as well that, um, that played that could be, be called up. Um, Paulinho was the one, to be fair, I think made the most impact, so he could be in this, the, the next Portugal squad, maybe. I don't know when I it's think announced. Pop I, be, I, think him and, I think Inacio's a lock at centre-back to at least be called up. I don't yeah. think Pot gets called up this window. I think he's just not in front unless there's an injury or they feel or like a lack of depth somewhere. Um, yeah. I would, if I was him, I would call up Paulinho. Like, unbiased opinion, I would call him up. It doesn't hurt to have him on, even on the bench in good form. I think it shows you like you're, you're going to reward good form. Yeah. Uh, I, as much as I'd love a Nuno Sancho call up, he's coming off an injury and he's not looked great. I think no. if this was like end of last season, Nuno Santos, we could have made an argument for it. I feel uh, like it's just yeah. too much depth in the Portuguese team with the, the fullback. Right? Full they're, they're loaded, they're loaded at fullback and midfield. It's center back and striker. They have no one. Yeah. 
Um, Mateus Fernandez was loaned out to Estoril. Uh, Asugo was originally supposed to be loaned out to Morient, apparently, but um, he is going to stay with the sporting squad because Mateus Fernandez went. So we have Asugo for depth uh, for his name, That's of course. Fair. I, I think he'll still get buried in the cops and probably some you know, 20 minute, 15 minute cameos. Probably, I don't think it hurts for him to stay with the main team. Uh, he showed flashes of good of good stuff last season, so I'm I'm happy with him staying. I don't have an issue with that. Yeah, agreed. Uh, for his native deal, he's done. Uh, for Richard Monica, from he signed a few hours ago, he signed the paperwork, so he's officially a sporting player. He gets to be announced uh, by Sport, but he has signed for for nine million euros plus three on add-ons, a ten percent fee going to Real Valladolid as well. Uh, some other tips as well. Uh, Shimiti made his debut for Everton in the 60th minute. Giovanna, his debut for Palatiana in Maria. Yeah. Uh, Joe Polinia scored the winner against the uh, sorry, scored the, the equalizing goal against Arsenal to make it 2 2, which was my, uh, guy, John, my guy, John Straw. <laughs> John Straw, uh, <laughs> sporting debut there, CR7 third kit, uh, which got a lot of attention on social media, actually. Uh, that so fair play to, to them, and it did look nice to be fair. Uh, it, it's grown, it's grown on me. It's an it is a nicer looking, and now that I've seen it in the game, it is a nicer looking kit. Um, we haven't got our strong kits yet, have we? Not yet, no. I, I don't, I don't know, know if we're, we're going to keep the ones gonna... from last year. Or not. I, I'm assuming they'll probably just keep the ones from last year at this point. So last year, their Nike contract as yeah. it stands. So I'm assuming they just roll that over. Um, yeah, that's the only that's the only thing we haven't seen our strong kit yet. I assume it'll be the same as last the last two seasons, but we'll see. Yeah, uh, we've been posting Ruben and Amarim's pre-game and post-game press conferences to Twitter. So, or oh, sorry, X now. Um, so if you do. Uh, like the sound of that, please uh, give us a follow and you'll you'll see them. Make sure to turn notifications on as well. Even the dog in, in Richard's background. Uh, there's seems a, the dog, there's so. a dog in the background. He's not a, she's not happy. <laughs> uh, but, um, the last thing I also wanted to end it off because um, we, we've been going for an hour and I wanted to end it off on, sort of a, on a fun sort of uh, way. And this is uh, something God, I tweeted on the, the account. And it is, these are the jewels that are on uh, on free agents. So I'll go through them all. All right, all right, all right. We got some fun <laughs> ones here. Let's go. Sheka, Adrian Silva, Nelson Oliveira, De Gea, Ramos, Vidal, Paulo, uh, Jesse Rodriguez, club legend, of course. Uh, Juan Mata, Santi Mina, Reggie yeah, Cannon. Cannon would be a fun one, actually. Uh, Andrew Aoi, Modest, Bakayoko, Schneidlin, and Via, Kulabali, Guilavaji, Alfredo Morales, Phil Jones, Jesse Lingard. Lingardino. You know what? I'd be... I'd... Could go for Lingardino at Sporting. I'm pretty sure he's signing or going to sign for West Ham. So that one we can cross off the list. Uh, there was rumors he was going either West Ham or MLS. So you know, what? I can't be bothered through the rest of them. So I'll just right, let me let me go through them. Okay, let, let me go through these. Okay, we got Danny Rowe. Eliminate all the English guys. No, scroll down. We've gone through the ones that are interesting so okay. far. Uh, let's see. Let's see. But Fidal. my question to you before you go on: Would you yeah. take any of these at Sporting? And obviously, we, like I said, we don't think any any one of them is going to come in. But looking at the list, who would you take in? Your Ruben Amarim, your Hugo Vianney, your Veronese, whoever. Who right, do you think right. is going to be? Who do you, who would you bring in? I like Jovetic, but we have a striker. I like Lingardino just for the vibes. If you need me to zoom in, I'll zoom in a bit more. Uh, Hazard would be amazing for the vibes and the marketing. Uh, you can eliminate all the English guy. You can eliminate most of this list. Go up back to the top of the list. Let's see, there's some interesting Spanish guys. Juan I think Ramos you can gone. take off as well. I think he's gone to Galatasaray. That's too bad because I would have liked Ramos and I would have liked uh, Juan Mata as well. 
Mata would be a fun one, I think. I'm sorry, David, big save, Dave, but you were just atrocious last year. Just some howlers. Uh, and I, mean, yeah, no, I mean, we've got our own howlers. We've got our own Spanish. We've already got a Spanish guy to give us like a howler every couple weeks. Like, we don't need you to do that on higher wages. Um, yeah, that, that's really it. Just a couple of Spanish guys. Reggie Cannon would have been a fun one. Andre Ayu's free, too. I would actually wouldn't mind Andre Ayu. Uh, yeah. And I, Andre and Silva, I'm surprised he's not signed anywhere, but I'm surprised we haven't got the yearly. I'm willing to come back to sporting interview. Um, I'm sure that will come in a few days. If that drops, if that drops like this week or next week, you're going to be something to die laughing. I'm just going to say that now. Uh, yeah, I can see there's like five or six guys I'd happily take of the team. At, like if, if given the, the, the blank checkbook, sure. If, if you're asking me, I'm taking, for purely depth reasons, I take one of Sheko or Adrian for the backup midfielder role. Then Lona still go yeah. out so we actually get some minutes somewhere. Uh, yeah. Maybe in the second division or maybe uh, lower Portuguese division. Uh, David De Gea, maybe. Um, I feel like he's definitely an upgrade in the Dan. I know he, big save Dave, hasn't been too much of a big save Dave. Hasn't been big save Dave in about a two years, two, three years, but yeah. Uh, Juan Mata, no. Uh, Reggie Cannon, no. I feel for Fresneda and this guy at this point. Yeah, if we did get Fresneda, I would have I been more high on Reggie Cannon. Alfredo Morales is too much of a, a loose cannon for me. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't take him. English guys, again, wouldn't take. There's uh, really not the French guys that jump no, out to me either. Not for me. Maybe Bakayoko, again, is a backup to... Uh, Maybe. Field, but, yeah, other than that, I don't think yeah. so. And Hazard, I don't know. If, I think he might retire. I feel like there's not... I think he's, I think his knees have just... It's, it's a shame. Like, his knees have just been shot. Yeah, Handanovic, I didn't actually see that. I would take Handanovic. I'd take Handanovic, actually. I'm surprised oh, he's a free oh, agent. I'll but, take yeah. Hand, I'll take a Handanovic. I don't know if he's, he's still there. I'll, I'll research him. I won't take Zuhair Fidal back, and I won't take Mariano Diaz. We'll skip those two. Yeah. Novitic uh, would, be, would be interesting, but I doubt it. Uh, yeah, that, again, I don't think he gets that, that many minutes in, yeah. in this team. But again, I guess for a backup option, not too bad. Other than that, um, no one else, former sporting player, as I said, though, oh, yeah, uh, but yeah, legend. Uh, just before we we end up, I'm gonna just read some of the, the replies to see if there's any that we missed. Maybe this I one's agree, a Phil yeah. Jones, which I questioned. That's Phil Jones. Teams, <laughs> Do, you even want... Do you even watch football? But even still, like Musa Marega as well. So I say that Musa Marega was. Mr. Morega was a streets won't forget player in the Portuguese league, to be fair. He was he was on his day. A lot of people did say De Gea. I saw a lot of a shots for Handanovic as well. Bakayoko, Handanovic. Yeah, I could see that. A lot of De Gea's. Jekka is off the rotation. Jekka as well. Uh, Schultz for the A lot of, of love in the, uh, in the uh, chat. All right. Fidal is something for Fidal. Handanovic, again, I think he's probably the, the best one. I definitely wouldn't take. To be fair, I'll take Handanovic. I wouldn't take any of the other three. I wouldn't uh, take the, any of the other three. They're all loose-tempered. But De Gea was pretty much the main one, and Xhaka as well. De Gea, I'm surprised yeah. that much love for Xhaka. Um, Adrian Love, I'm not too shocked by. There's people who are happy the <laughs> There were a few there. no's, of There's course. There's a few no's. Like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just surprised the, the love for Xhaka. That's the only one that's kind of spread me from... Uh, I feel like it's just because of people. it's just because of that we we need it. I yeah, feel like uh, that makes sense. And to be fair, I'm surprised Adrian hasn't done his yearly interview. But again, I can see Adrian going to Braga as well if they didn't sign Martinho. So yeah, know. they're trying to build a team to win the title in 2016. So they're he'd be the guy to do it. 
<laughs> Sign all those players. Name that dude, he, that dude, twenty man, like twenty fifteen, like twenty seventeen. Adrian was fucking built different, though. I'll die on that hill. He was phenomenal. He was, he was good. Shame the way. And ended, then less, but... and then Lester happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. wherever it was intentional by Bruno Cavallo, it sure was funny. But you know, yeah, no, for the memes, what happened? Well, the fax didn't go through. You're still using a fax machine, like, bro. What do you mean? I guarantee <laughs> he was like, email. <laughs> they were like, quick, you got to send it before midnight and. Uh, Bruno Cavallo had an alarm set at like one past midnight and was like, bang. <laughs> you got an alarm at 11.59. I was like, oh, I didn't go through. Sorry. I hit send at 11.59. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I guess... was just, the, 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 the story there that gets buried is they still had a fax machine. <laughs> They're still using a fax machine in 2017. I don't, I don't know if that was the same year from uh, that the Hayes one got, like, he got stuck in the fax. Or whatever, or whatever. Yeah, he got stuck. <laughs> Uh, just to answer this question, uh, gone to Porto, a done deal apparently. Uh, according to a show that Ivan Jamie has gone to uh, to Porto as their next reinforcement. Oh, okay. so, yeah. uh, apparently, from what I hear around the grapevine, he was offered to sport him, but Ruben Amrim didn't like the way he trained and the way he was acting at Familia Cal, so that was quickly vetoed. Um, so yeah, he's going to, to Porto, which is a good sign. I think he's a great player, to be fair. I think he's a good player. I think, you know, attitude issues alleged aside like he's a good player you know and he's still young too so maybe he's got time to grow out of that and mature yeah most definitely uh, i guess we're in the day. do you have anything else you wanted to, to add on uh no like it's a slow news week i know our ladies are gearing up for super tasa um but yeah there's really not much like it's still preseason i know futsal the preseason masters tournament with uh braga benfica and a few others uh was kicking off this week but Nothing really special for him with the Lee Dodge or anything like that. Nothing for the ladies. So, uh, slow news week in that regard. So, once those get started up, though, you'll be hearing stuff. You'll be seeing stuff uh, on the channel and uh, on our uh, socials about that when they once they start kicking off more. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, and of course, uh, Danny and Chris uh, weren't here, but make sure to give them a follow on X down in the bottom left there. And also make sure to follow, of course, my great co-host Richard as well for today. Make sure you follow me as well. But of course, most importantly, make sure you follow uh, ATA Alvalade on TikTok, Instagram, uh, YouTube threads, which I think has died down quickly. But, you know, still oh, what time. Uh, but yes, yeah, podcast will be on, on Spotify as well and all your good streaming services. Uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button and watch a previous podcast, previous videos. We've got a lot of content on the channel and still some more to come. Uh, but yeah, uh, thank you all for watching and hopefully we'll see you next time. Peace.